Hey, and close for, that door, bud. And for Sorry. me, it's getting me, I think, louder than... Can I we... Uh, so I've actually backed mine off a little tonight. Let's set the table real quick. Set that table. First off, my kids just told me today as I was ordering at Chick-fil-A, you call a lot of people bud, dad. <laughs> Is that... Is that your generic dad? Uh, yeah, probably if I pronoun. see a yeah, if I'm at Chick Fil A and I see a 16 year old kid, I, I might hit him with a Hey, bud, how's it going? See, mine and people have heard me use this and and make fun of me, but I call my kids bro quite a bit. Bro, yeah, I I, I will throw bro, and it is a a a good way to incite uh, negative feelings for somebody that I might live with in the wrong situations. They they might not like bro or man too much. Just in general, or when you use it with her? Uh, yeah, basically with her. It, well, yeah, certain, I don't blame her for that. Yeah, certain you settings. She she says, "Hey, don't call me bro. Hey, don't call me man." You can't bro your wife. Yeah, that's a good point. I should probably. Get yeah, I don't really do that. When we were all in our early twenties at my one of my previous jobs, there was a bunch of guys around our age. And we all, for about a month, we all just picked a word that was unique from the others that we would use for everybody. One guy was used chief, one guy used bro, one guy used champ. You know, we just went through all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See what people would, you know, just a bit. I used to call everybody, hey, fella. Fella's a good oh, one. Oh, God, no, I'd lose it if you did that. No. See, I don't uh, find any of them to be patronizing. Objectionable or pre- yeah. Uh, can somebody... Do the honors and get this going so that we could kind of get some format going should we be joined by our uh, esteemed guest. We who will be shortly. Who wants to do it? Somebody. What are I'm we supposed pro- to say? I'm, I'm producing. Let's let's do... Okay, so Rylan is on assignment. Jason. Okay. I'm efforting. Yeah, I, they call it efforting in the He real- is efforting, uh, as they would say on Real Radio. Jason, that, that now it falls to you. Okay. I'm going to need you to call for the intro in some way or form or fashion or, or other. Okay, so I just have to call for the intro. I don't have to say start the show. Hi, you know what? I'm going to leave it up to you. Did y'all hear the new intro beat? Mm. Oh, it, it it it's probably my favorite one. Shout out to Cortland. I like them hard. all, but I, I like them all. But my favorite part of all of them is the get up off your ass. I just yeah. think it's got get it's up. got such a dad vibe because all of our dads told us that at one time or another. Yeah, growing up. Well. Call with all that it, being okay. said, yeah, with all that being said, Brad, would you hit the intro? Human dads, 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 Get up off your ass. Human dads. Podcast. Human dads. Podcast. Human dads. Podcast. Human dads. Get up off your ass. Oh, your mom. 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 Oh, Get up off your ass for the Human Dads Podcast. Boom. Magic. Good. The intro. Look at that. Nailed it on the Look first take. Look at that.
I felt like he was into it. I don't feel like he was overzealous. I don't feel oh, like it yeah. Was I didn't want to. I didn't want to yell this time. I feel like he slapped one right down the third base line and and got on base, and that's what it's we a single. Need. Yeah, it was a single. That's what we need. You might have made a big turn though to see if we could dig one yeah. out to get to <laughs> two. And and the the team, what the team saw there was that. Oh, okay, that's the kind of night it is. We're looking for two if we can get two. Yeah, it was an obvious single, but I booked it to first. Yeah, like, and you I made that big turn. Hard. Yeah, yeah. And and you got you got everybody's butterflies turning a little bit. Like, hey, yeah. is he gonna do this? Is he gonna yeah. do this? Is that the kind of night we're going for here? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, buddy. That's. I think after last week. Our listeners deserve that kind of night from us. Hey, look, I'm here to report that I'm feeling virile. You look good. I, I feel strong. I got so much vaccine pumping through me right now. I am seven days short of being uh, fully vaccinated and ready to hang out with other fully vaccinated people indoors in close proximity and other low-risk people. So, yeah, um, yeah I, can't, I can't tell you how good I'm feeling. How are you feeling, Jason? I feel horrible. Um, okay. But. Okay. <laughs> All right. I don't know, man. I'm always sick with one thing. I don't want to get into medical issue because I swear to God, I feel like every time we talk, I have something new. I do think this is all, you know, one long string of unfortunate events. But I, no, I feel okay. I feel fine. I, The vomit streak is still uh, intact at the moment, although I've been tested lately. I've okay. been tested hard, been tested real hard. <laughs> Uh, still on the uh, cereal slash hungry man or nighthawk diet for dinner. Yeah, no, I I have uh, I have gone to an incredibly healthy diet because I'm I'm I may that may have something to, I don't know. There you go. There you go. I don't know. Nothing wrong with that. I I, I really am uh, about to start aspiring to eat really clean and uh, get some things going on the straight and narrow. Uh, speaking of straight and narrow and clean and I wouldn't you know, say that diets, Rylan, how are you? I'm great. Straight, narrow, clean diet guy. I didn't know that was my personal brand, but I guess I'll, I, I it. feel like it's pretty antithetical to who you are. So that was, the yeah, joke. yeah, pretty much. I mean, I don't have a criminal record, so you could say the straight and narrow part is objectively verifiable, but I don't play well, with diet stuff. But I also FBI. don't overdo it. I think I kind of do have a diet, honestly. It's just a very unique one. It is a unique. I mean, everything can be a diet if you want it too hard enough. A diet is just what you eat. That's right. <laughs> the I really do dictionary need to cut term. Out, I really do need to cut out a lot of the flour and cheese in my diet. It, that's what I'm doing. I'm like almost no dairy, which is tough, man, because cheese is and dairy really dairy good. needs to dairy needs to, as a whole needs to be right on up there as I had some nine forty five rice krispies last night. Oh didn't it feel good? Didn't you feel didn't you feel powerful? I did, but then I had a hard time going to sleep, which then translated into poor sleep overall and woke God. up this morning. I think what you'll find not feeling like the best night of sleep. Because um when Courtney when it was time for her to drop Baby weight from baby number one. Did you force that upon her? <laughs> no, she knew it was time, Ulti- dude. Ultimatum. No, she knew it was time. Here comes Jeff, by the way. He's coming into the waiting room. We can pick we'll that up later. This. Yeah. We'll finish this, and we'll, we'll do the format. Let me. Maybe Jeff wants to ask questions about your wife's baby weight loss. I mean, if <laughs> I don't think he does. Look how well Liddy is. Jesus. Good afternoon. Good, Good evening, gentlemen. 
He's got a better mic than all of us. He's got a studio light happening. What the <laughs> hell? Yeah, we should have course. Yeah, and I he bet he's sitting know. in a Herman Miller chair too. Probably. He's not in a closet. That's actually yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. I've been in the I've been in <laughs> Stottle's man den, although in a different state. I know there's a Herman Miller chair somewhere in there. Yeah, well, I've I've had a year to put together my quarantine Zoom look, but believe me, I was working from laptop by the first half of the year on the kitchen table. It sucked, so I finally took over one of the extra bedrooms and just made it my office. Automatically qualifies as the most resonant voice, and he's been talking for two seconds. <laughs> That's just the magic of the Yeti stereo microphone. This too can be yours for $119 on Amazon. I take it all back. I don't want him on the show anymore. He's making us look Bush League already. As if we needed help with that. I'm, I'm telling you. Uh, so obviously you've heard a, a different voice at this point in time. We are thrilled to uh, introduce our first guest. I hope I'm not going to butcher his last name, but I believe we're calling him Jeff Schroer. Schroer, Schroer works works good. Uh, that's one of the many reasons that I got a nickname Stottle way you back might in actually the 80s. know him as Stottle. <laughs> there were a lot of Jeffs running around at Berkner High School back then, and uh, so that, on top of the fact that I have the uh, weird uh, last name made hey, it a lot easier i feel like, hey, jeff, I feel like when, jeff for your age is like brian for our age we're only you know seven eight nine years apart and everyone we knew was named brian and josh literally the most popular boy's name in the early 70s jeff <laughs> when jeff when did you graduate i went to berkner too i'm a, a class of 89 All along right. with the uh kegl co-hosts i believe now yeah. is that the right yeah, nice yeah same class as those jokers ben and, and skin Correct. Is who he's talking about. Ben, <laughs> ben, ben Rogers and also aptly named Jeff Skin Wade. Correct. Class of, of 89. Of a uh, uh, local hip-hop fame. He was in a uh, he was in a hip-hop duo group. I think it was called the Dermatologist. That's how he got the name Skin. <laughs> it was actually. It was, he was MC Skin and there was a, a DJ by the name of, uh, what was his name? DJ Epidermis. Man, that you had the underground cuts there. Uh, yeah, um, they had a they had a hit called "I Hope You Get Scabies." <laughs> it was locally. That was the bounce was vibe. Yeah, it was a locally strong thing. It was one of those breakup records. Yep, yep. God, I can't believe I just you guys had already started the he show tells, and I jumped in. I didn't get the whole start the show, Brad bit. Like I, oh, I missed that part. I'm sorry. He did it. Uh, damn it. We felt, right. it, we felt it formatically appropriate to bring you in and under your own banner since we've never had a guest before. Well, uh, but you can, tell, you can tell Brad to hit the outro later if you want. Oh, yeah, you please. <laughs> I'm such a human dad's P1. I cannot tell you like but these. Why? But why? why? Exactly. I, I, let me, I, I, can, I can tell you why. <laughs> well, I left that. Like, I got here to Pennsylvania, the lovely Pocono Mountains of Pennsylvania, two hours from Brooklyn and Philadelphia, respectively, uh, one year ago this week. So this is like my life was bifurcated by not only the move, but like quarantine started five days after I got here. Um, and what I kind of have a time to move to the area, though, that's like right in between the most densely hit places of the pandemic. Like, yeah, but at the same time, time, like we're we're in we're, we're relatively rural, too. Yeah, at the same yeah. time, like I, I live on 17 acres now with like an old barn. Jesus. So like it's you know, we have we have plenty of buffer zone around us for the most part. But like access to you know, the idea was to do the city country combo we had a little place in bushwick as well the wife was working in the city i was working on my startup out here 
And I had to end up, you know, eating about eight months of, uh, you know, sublet and Bushwick we never used before we had to let that go because of the, you know, the pandemic also. But getting back to why human dads is my, <laughs> is my shit. Like, I, you know, leaving DFW a year ago, like I kind of stopped listening to the ticket for my own personal reasons, right? When the old gray wolf left, which is again, right about a year ago. Um, I kind of felt like that was a good time for me to kind of change my list. Like 24 years of being a P1. I'm like, I'm going to start putting some more educational podcasts in my ear holes rather than just 12 hours of the ticket every day. Like I've done for the last 24 years. Um, and so I made that adjustment, but you guys have are like the warm, nourishing blanket of guy talk that I miss. Like for some not being able to hang out with my boys, especially the handful of folks that I really miss in DFW and not just getting to have quality bullshit time. Yeah. Like, like this is, this is it for me. Like every, every week I can't wait for my human dad's quality guy talk bullshit. <laughs> well, that's quite ridiculous. Uh, I'm appreciative of you saying that. Although uh... new tagline, number one podcast for those in search of bullshit. Because <laughs> he said he was going. I wanted to listen to more educational podcasts. Why the hell would you turn us on as we bumble, <laughs> bumble through dog took a uh, testicle took a, prosthetics? Uh, <laughs> fast left turn though. After that, I'm interested in educational stuff, but I really listen to you guys for. <laughs> which I love that. You gotta have a balance, you know. Absolutely. Fruits and vegetables and desserts, you know, all of these things. You gotta balance each other out. But yeah, I, it's. It has been great because you guys are the, like the most authentic pod I listen to. Like there's literally just, there's no pretense. It is like literally hanging out with some of my buds talking shit. And awesome. I just, I love that about it and about the way you guys have structured it. The new uh, electro based intro songs by your boy Cortland. Yep. Hot fire, by the yep. way. He's on some old Egyptian lover, Radio Joe Cooley type shit. His Love last it. one, his his last one had a real uh, Uncle Luke vibe to it. And... <laughs> well, yeah, that's 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 the old electro sound, man. Yeah. Like those old eight oh eights. Let's love that sound. Yeah, no, he's onto something. Cortland's good. Um, what you, you might have explained this in detail, and I missed the the detail there. Why did you move? Uh, uh, multiple reasons, mostly because I am working on a startup here in the, in the Pennsylvania, uh, Poconos area. And my wife got a job at the museum of modern art in Manhattan about the also same time. The MoMA? Correct. Um, and so that was, again, the idea was that, you know, we'd be able to do kind of the city country combo, um, because both of us are, are more city people than we are rural people at all. Um, but the great thing about the Poconos is I'm literally two hours from downtown Philly and two hours from Brooklyn. So like, you know, it's basically like a trip to Temple <laughs> to get to either one of those cities, you know, and, and do. And so, so, I mean, literally day trip in and out. Um, now, my vaccine trip today was a round trip to San Antonio. It was about 12 hours, four, four hours driving each way, Jesus. a little couple hours in, the, in between. But, you know, I, I uh, unlike you, Brad, I'm no quitter. When it comes to smoking, so I <laughs> did, you lever did you leverage that? Oh hell yes, I All leverage right. that. Good job. Hell yes. Oh, I'm so envious. I'm starting beer number two, and <laughs> oh, that's that's when it kicks into <laughs> beer number be two. And, and there's such a, a crisp breeze in the air tonight oh, to be able to just sit wanna, out on the back porch and get wanna... a P funk going with. Just uh, yep, and that's my flavor too. Like you know, I am I am trying to go over to the uh, the Jewel. Um, I'm starting to try to make that combo. 
I do yeah, turn 50 the, this it's summer. Not, it's not the same, though, Stato. It's not the same. It's not. Oh, it's definitely not. But, like, it's such a bad look to be 50 and smoking. Like, it's a bad look now to be. Let's keep it real. Like, it's a bad look now to be smoking. But, like, I have this, like, like zero me. line in my head. Like, I cannot be a cigarette smoker. Like, at know. least not burning-wise at my 50. If I can make a jewel by 50 and wean my, myself off, I'll feel, I'll feel a little better. Before we get into the reason why we we had you on, the main reason, not uh, the reason I forced myself in here. No, 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 no. We, <laughs> we, literally, you can look at the text message threads, and we needed a guest, and we need a guest who wants to talk about something. There are other people who we've kind of, I put some floaters out, and it's been kind of a lukewarm, kind of tepid response, and I think that is part and parcel because we do kind of do a hangout podcast or whatever, and. So if you're not really just ready to kick shit, then maybe you're not necessarily excited to jump on. But And you can walk outside and trip over 20 of those podcasts. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> I, mean I harbor no illusions. Yeah, yeah. yeah, bunch of white guys bullshitting. I harbor no illusions about that, you know. Done well, in, I, I've done it in many forms over the years. I got two things uh, uh, before we get started. One, I, I miss your uh, highway pictures. <laughs> uh, thank you. <laughs> I legit, legitimately, I miss your pictures of. I every time I would look at it, I'd be like, I think that's the high five, but I don't know if I've stood in that exact same spot to verify that it's actually the high five. So I'm just gonna go out on a guess. He could be in the middle of Waco right now, and I would have no actual clue because there's no there's no point of like triangulation and there's no identifiers in a lot of your pictures yeah so it, it could be any set of uh what were you calling it like uh In, like infrastructure infrastructure yeah, yeah. so it, it, it could generically be any set of infrastructure highways connecting and and i i would have believed you but there were a couple of times where i was like all right i know that's the high five yeah i know where he's standing well, it was all the high five, you know, especially to start with, because like I grew up there, like right by Burton, right? Spring Valley, Plano Road area or whatever. And so, you know, I was there, you know, I got my driver's license before the high five was there when there was still like three car length entrance ramps on the Central Expressway at two lane, two lanes right there by Forest. And there was still a drive in movie theater there uh, right right off of, you know, just south of the high five. Um, so like that symbolically has a lot to do with like the change in my life and the growth and all this stuff. And then just actually getting out and looking at it as a structure, much like a, a Richard Serra sculpture rather than a piece of infrastructure started to really interest me. So when I got out and like walked into the middle of the field under the high five and started taking pictures, it like opened up a whole nother, you know, vibe to me about that. I was able to, I looked at the roads a lot differently after that. So it was a lot of fun. It resonated with way more people than I thought of as well. Like I'm not a photographer at all. Like it's something I do that I, for literally myself, <laughs> but I appreciate that. Like a lot of people really resonated with the infrastructure stuff. That's a, I mean, you're kind of selling yourself short there. I don't know that many people could just kind of walk out with their iPhone and did what do what you <laughs> did there. like Meh. maybe you're not a photographer but there's some level of skill at play there because i'm not making any of that happen and i think you could probably give me uh, a month worth of looking at youtube videos <laughs> and a month of going out there and trying to do it and that just would not be the yield a, a, that a, a very good level of understanding of composition at the very least 
<laughs> oh, well. Yeah. yeah. See, my parents paid a lot for that modern art minor that does no other good for me. So there you go. That's that's the yield right there. <laughs> uh, and by second... the way, go no, no, please, Brad, go ahead. Uh, hit your by the way real quick, please. Well, my by the way is like for, as a as a brand guy, terrible decision on y'all's part to have a childless rando as your first guest. <laughs> I think I'm it's just a saying, like, <laughs> like human like, uh, dads is your brand, and the first so, guest is like some childless rando. Yeah, but we're gonna get to one. You're a notable rando, especially for <laughs> a lot of people here locally. Um, and I know. Skin uh, and I DM the other day or texted, I don't remember, and I know he hasn't uh, necessarily listened yet, but I know as soon as you say that you were on, he'll, out of obligation, at least give us a cursory uh, listen. Uh, to don't see overrate my weight there. <laughs> uh, uh, if he doesn't, if he's listening to this right now, then I knew better and I was right. But if he doesn't listen, if that he bastard. doesn't listen, that I swear bastard. to God. I cannot think of somebody who I've tried to support more. <laughs> and, but you're and supporting him doing something that has quality. He has no obligation to reciprocate something that has no quality. Oh, see, so don't undersell you. that here again. Like, you guys the are building a strong brand with human dads, despite the, last, the hurdle of bringing me on. The last thing anyone who in any way, shape, or form spends their professional activity creating audio content should do is listen to this podcast. <laughs> Yeah, that's the truth. Don't <laughs> undersell yourself. You, but how uh, many yeah. emails do you think Jeff Jeff Skin Wade gets? Like, hey, listen to my podcast. Oh, when, and yeah. the messed Enough up. To be the messed up part sure. is, the messed up part is, I think I could have already said, "Hey, dude, will you come on?" And he'd be cool, and he'd at least agree to do it. I don't know if it would actually turn out because he's probably busy or whatnot. I don't mean to make this whole thing about Jeff. Yeah, it uh, feels Skin weird Wade. that we're talking uh, so much about <laughs> of oh no it's of the dermatologist. Skin. Yeah, of the dermatologist. I, that's not who I meant to make this about. Uh, my second question: I need you to settle uh, a, a kind of a, a debate. We're 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 nothing if uh, if not a two on one uh, show. That's that's the I think that's the crux of our show. It's and I'm two always of us the one agreeing. Uh, I think we rotate it pretty well, depending on the. Yeah, just the topic. I think it's pretty even. I think, it, as somebody who has sat on the end of hearing you two jackasses yeah. talk about being nude in an attic, <laughs> I think it's all pretty <laughs> even. It's not our fault that you're not free. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So I, need I, to, I need you to settle something for me. What's your There's, SSN? <laughs> oh, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. That wasn't a question. <laughs> There is a a a, a national phenomenon happening right now. Can you please weigh in on the concept of house Crocs? Uh, you need me to clarify. Wow, I, I I do just because I'm not familiar with the combination of those two terms necessarily. So the Talk term to me about, Crocs. Yeah, I, I'm the familiar Crocs, the, with the, the plastic sandal. I, I, I feel like this is unfair. Stottle is one of the most fashionable, cool, and I'm going to say on the show, I've said this before to both of you as we've talked furniture. There's no way in God's green earth that he wears house Crocs. There's no chance. Hold on. And Hold what on. are you doing? Because we had a two-on-one here, and but you're here's ruining the thing. it. I, I, I knew who I was asking, though, Jason. Okay. I knew who I was asking. All right. I knew where this was going. Ryland's over there shaking his head. He's so He's so mad about so, Crocs. So Crocs, the footwear. I'm not mad. I'm just, I'm just disappointed in the give up. I'm not mad. <laughs> Again, 
I, I put it I put a qualifier on it. I said house yep. Crocs. Okay. Right. I that's, even, a- that's even worse, man. You can wear anything you want in your own house, and you're going out of your way to justify Crocs. It's not like I mm. said house Skechers. I said no, house Crocs. I, that's bad too. Now I, I can say with without a doubt that is a long-standing policy of mine, regardless that the sandal or naked man foot should be banned at all places except for the showers or swimming swimming areas. Like nobody wants to see your hairy man foot out in a flip flop or a croc anywhere ever. Like I don't want to be in a bar and see your naked ass foot next to me hanging out of a flip flop. And I, I mean, like I'd almost rather have a gross croc covering your man foot your if we're gonna be out at a bar. Like it's just disgusting. So like if you're if you're not next to a pool, a large body of natural or salt water, or in a shower area like in a locker room shower area have a damn shoe on or a sock at least now as far as the slides go around the house and stuff like that i, I mean I, I can let that go because like you can have socks on and just throwing a pair of slides around the house like i gotta take the dog out th- those kind of that's that's cool I, croc is not a slide like i like I, you know like i understand there's a lot of comfort there Damn. Um, but I can't, Damn I just it. can't allow it. And I am, I'm such a huge, like if I had to rank that, if I had to rank the host, Jason, you'd probably be my number one of the three hosts to be, to be uh, honest with they, you. I mean, thank so you like, very much for saying that. Yeah, me. you're welcome. And I, and I, and I could justify that ranking later, you know, after, yeah. you know before no, we wrap this up. <laughs> you said what you said and you meant it. And that's, what's important here. And I say- to clarify, I live, I'm, 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 I live in Richardson, probably very close to where you grew up and you decided to go with the guy from Garland. Who went well, to Berkner? Yeah, but you say go urine. That's a huge deal That's, breaker for thank me. Thank you. Uh, you know, My like, God, this is the worst <laughs> guest we've ever had on the show. Ever. I was, I was really one. with you with the naked ass foot thing. I cannot stand. <laughs> I, I think there is an over flip flopification of the world. 100%. Especially and, and, in Texas. Yeah, especially down here. And I can't stand it. And I'm with you. And I want, I, I want everybody to know that it was a big deal for me to accept Crocs into my life because I was always going to be anti-Croc guy. But I've tried generic house shoes, and you cannot find one necessarily that's like supportive and comfortable. Oh, you can't tell me there's not a slide that's the equivalent and comfort factor that is not a slide. Uh, but but my... you think the Croc is preferable? Why? No, is the... I, I have the Adidas slides for like my outdoor around the house, like you're talking about, walk the dog real quick right. kind of thing, or like working in the garage or like going to check the mail. But these Crocs that I have are solely for the clean full floors of my home. Oh, so are you a shoes off at the door, front door guy, if that's how your family rolls? That is something I've always been about, and there's never been any question. And it's I, I'm not against not that, that as a general rule. It's, like, not, yeah. it's, it's not that, that Molly, my lovely wife, really made that a hill to die on for <laughs> hey, a good part of our relationship. That's there's not what's happening. Good I, I was always... <laughs> Shoes off at the door, guys. Why do you not... need a? Why do you need shoe inside at all? Just well, yeah. Why don't you? Why not pure sock? Hard well, floors. What? Well, so? You Are you afraid of sliding? Out. You can throw your hip out really easily. Brad, you've seen an older gentleman fall in in your house. <laughs> in my house, yeah. My grand. Oh, I, I know. It's, it. I, I do remember that story. <laughs> so don't wear. Just go barefoot. It's the way nature intended it. You can no. you can survive barefoot sport. in your you own have, home. You, you can't go into the bathroom barefoot and then walk mm. out. Barefoot. It's no, your you really dude. It's your bathroom. You can. You realize how delicate the human arch is. 
Do no, you I realize do. what his play was? I do. I've had, an, I've had an arch. I've had a, like an adhesion on the fascia of my arch for almost a year. Plantar fasciitis is a yeah. plague on the human existence. Bro, I am but a I'm not wearing Taylor's guy for a decade, and my 50 year old knees have to have. I put in, and now I have to put in an air sole into my into my chucks because they quit making the chuck too with the old air sole inflow. But I can't. I, all I wear so is like while, I have to have my chucks. So, so while you're at home home walking around on hard floors i would suggest some shock absorption to help some of that wear and tear on the joints that and that's all that is is shock hitting your uh, the palms i would literally rather have knee KP knees than wear crocs like just give me porzingis's knees right now than ever having to wear crocs i mean i'm just a guys, pretty hard i didn't rule. call it hot takes <laughs> i didn't call it hot takes but that's what i was looking for there we go he did it. He said, <laughs> "I would rather be." <laughs> he said, "I would rather be a handicapped seven foot six man than wear Crocs," and that's what we were looking for. Rylan, see, he he figures out a way to shoehorn in KP slander. He just, every he just can't. He can't find anywhere in his dark, cold heart to have any optimism about anything good. He's, he's terrible. Now, I wanted Again, to come on with I a do. really strong pro KP take, but I can't back it up other than just hope right yeah, now. Yeah, so. but it's okay to just have hope. <laughs> it's fine. He's a highly Round skilled basketball player. Let's move on to hope. <laughs> speaking of hope. Speaking, yeah, speaking of, of hope. Let's talk about collections of ones and zeros and how they acquire value. <laughs> God, yes. I'm so, I'm so there was a reason why we wanted to have Stottle on. Okay, I'm reminded right now as I introduced him, uh, uh, or introduce the content matter of what uh, is probably going to be the rest of the episode or or large bulk of the episode. There's a YouTube clip that you could go back and look at uh, Katie Couric and um, who is it, Bryant Gumble mm -hmm. talking about, I think in like 1994, talking about like what is internet. Correct. And it, and it sounds so cute and quaint now because internet <laughs> is such a part of our lives that there's no way you could uh, perceive of a life kind of without it and all that we can do, uh, namely what we're doing right now, a, a video conference while we're all thousands of miles away from each other, uh, and it, we're having a real-time conversation while looking at one another, and it's being recorded for later uh, listening. And you said uh, not too long ago that, that it's weird that you're our first guest, and uh, I get that you're saying you don't have a kid, but... For me, one of the the lasting concepts of the show is that this this is to be listened to in the future. Word, like I like it yeah. would be it would be cool if this is compelling and we could get a lot of people to listen to it right now. But <laughs> my ultimate thought is that if we can get our kids listening to this in twenty years, that's that's that such a great like goal. The, Love it. Yeah, the ultimate goal for me because uh, I've had this talk before. Uh, with a couple of people, I remember when uh, I mentioned another radio friend, Jay Kemp, was having a kid, and he was talking about, like, how, how is he going to kind of record all that? And he was asking me what I do, and I was telling him what I did. And I told him at the time that there's some stuff that I do just for the sole purpose of I would have liked to have known what was going on in my dad's life when I was six years old. Yeah, right. Like, I, I would have I just liked to known who that person was other than – the human being, totally. that, or not even human being, just the person that I viewed as as a six year old, and so for me, that's a that's a huge goal of the show. 
So when you talk about what we're about to talk about, NFTs, yep. right? Yep. Non-fungible tokens. And as you put it, I think you use the exact words that I've heard other places that this is going to be the harbinger of Internet 3.0. We're talking about something that will likely exist in a greater space in the future. 100%. If you're listening to this 20 years from now, it sounds quaint that we're talking about (laughs) NFTs as though they're this new happening kind of gray area nobody really knows what's going on we've all kind of heard about it a little bit because we're nerds in that way but i think if you were to leave the three of us to explain it there would be a lot of holes and (laughs) gaps and you're wait a minute testicles you're you're acting like you don't have a podcast with a 20-year software professional yeah he is the computer guy like i I do and this is one of the reasons I forced myself into this conversation with a separate text thread with Rylan. Then Top Shot came up. He gave me the most get off my yard, you kids response to Top Shot ever. But I texted him back. I said, if you give me 20 minutes to explain it to you and you don't believe it's the future, I'll Venmo you 25 bucks. Okay. Because I know he's the software guy. I'm like, you're not old man this one away. Because yeah, I literally. That was the exact quote. I'm not going to let you old man this one away. So, I'm, and I'm I'm not old manning the platform or the technology, but I'm no. I, you have since joined. I I'm old. Yes. I'm I'm old manning the app, the execution of this particular application to a certain degree, but I also have Top Shot portfolio worth like six grand right now. So, explain you, what Top Shot really? is real quick, somebody. <laughs> yeah, I got lucky over the weekend. Yeah, Top oh, shit. I'll well, Top Shot's a great way to explain NFTs. Um, because I, and, and why I think top shot is so incredibly important, much beyond any basketball collectible NBA video clip. Um, this is coming from somebody who is not crypto, bro. I've never bought Bitcoin in my life. I bought some Ethereum on Robinhood right early in the pandemic for about 10 days and then sold it. You know, like that's my experience with crypto. I had a basic idea of what a blockchain is, a decentralized ledger basically that's you know stored on multiple computers across the planet simultaneously so that it can't be hacked a decentralized network i understood that in very broad terms but what top shot did was make everything click to me in such a clear way that made me understand not only cryptocurrency better but the potential for the tokenization and use of blockchain across so many different sectors moving forward uh, and the internet, you know, from finance to art to collectibles, um, you know, across the entire board where I really do think this is Web 3.0 um, and it's going to be ushered in in the Trojan horse of this collectible basketball card because it's going to what make make it make sense for everybody. You know, I mean, like I'm Gen X, you know, I mean, I have made made my career the last 10 years working in social media. Basically my niche was the old guy that knows as much about social as the young people. (laughs) So like I carried some weight of being the older guy in the boardroom, but understood social at at a very in-depth level. Um, You know, a lot of the field quote unquote has caught up with me. A lot of it's been automated, Um, but I stay really tapped into that stuff. I'm a tech nerd. I've always been an AV nerd, Um, but it was, uh, it was early Mid- middle of January, when Jonathan Bales uh, tweeted about buying a John Morant video highlight for $30,000 to 
he's like, I bought this clip that you can see on YouTube for $30,000. And here's why I did it. Well, Jonathan Bales is a guy that I know from the daily fantasy sports days. Like I was really, really into daily fantasy sports from 2015 to 2018. So I thought I was going to create a business there. I thought my next startup was going to be an offshoot of gambling or DFS, kind of the pick and axes for the gold rush of gambling. Um, so I really got tapped into that community pretty deeply. And, and Jonathan Bales uh, formed a company called Fantasy Labs with a guy named Peter Jennings that was basically an analytics company that sold a subscription for analytics for fit daily fantasy football, basketball, these kind of things. Um, that was a company backed by Mark Cuban. Um, you know, it was one of Cuban's early investments outside of DraftKings, but into the DFS ecosystem. So um, I always took that as a special kind of blue seal of approval for those guys, knowing they were vetted by Cuban and watching them grow their company. They sold that company to the Action Network and the Churning Group, and I'm sure got a pretty nice exit out of it. Fantasy Labs still exists. But that's how Jonathan Bales came on my radar as someone um, to follow and someone whose word carried some weight. So when I saw that, tweet come across uh my timeline it took me a couple of days before i went and kind of started to explore it <clears throat> and what i found really quickly after reading his piece and i'll, I'll tweet you guys uh the link to this article because i think it's worth a starting place for anybody who's really interested in this because i love bale's I take i already on it. i think i already read it yeah it's great and it, you know gives you some great ideas on, on his thinking um but in doing a little bit of research after the bale's blog post um, I recognize that this company who started Top Shot, Dapper Laboratories in Canada, was uh, backed in their most recent or second largest financing round by Andreessen Horowitz and Union Square Ventures. Now, uh, you know, if you know anything about the startup culture or VC world, like you don't even have to know that much to know that's pretty much the biggest player on the East and West Coast, like the biggest VC firm in, in Silicon Valley and the biggest VC firm in New York City. Those are two companies that are behind like Airbnb, Uber, Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Foursquare, like DECA unicorns, like multi-billion dollar companies, startup companies. So these VC firms don't invest in stuff that they don't think is going to be a multi-billion dollar company that ain't worth their time. So when I saw the triangulation of Andreessen Horowitz, Union Square Ventures, and the NBA and NBA Players Association seal with it, that told me it's the safest crypto bet I could ever make. I'm like, if I'm ever going to screw with something in crypto, it's going to be backed by all of these guys who have already vetted this thing. And the NBA is not going to throw their name on some Ponzi scheme because they're trying to protect an, an IP library as big as Disney. So that kind of gave me the confidence to dip my toe in the water. I, I bought my first pack on January 22nd. Um, that was the last week you could still buy a pack from the website without, without a drop or without the website crashing. The second time I bought packs, I bought five at a time, about five packs directly from the website. That following week, the amount of people that came in crashed the website every time they tried to drop packs. And now they've gone to the place where we're at now, where you queue up in line with 200,000 people, basically a one in three to a, to a one in five shot of getting a pack because the expected value of these packs now so far exceeds the cost of them based on the current market that the demand has way outstripped the supply. This is a classic case of a startup hitting its hockey stick moment before it was really ready. And this kind of goes to Ryland's point about how some of the UX issues 
around it and scaling issue. Why is the marketplace always down? Or, or why can't I get a pack? Or why does this, you know, there were lots of problems with people figuring out how to get around the pack drops. And one guy got 80 packs during one of these drops and the whole community freaked out. Well, these guys have been incredibly dapper labs. I say these guys, the, the, the founders behind dapper have been incredibly transparent. When that happened and the guys got around and got 80 packs, they reported it. They put up a graphic and said, look, we had one user get 80. We had these people got 16. Most people got three, but we figured out how this guy got it. So they continue to iterate. And, you know, this all-star weekend, they can set, they, they did four drops, 60,000, 60,000 or 60,000, three times and a 30,000 drop didn't get in one. By the way, not them tilted about it, I but did. they, they success. Oh, yeah. Zach's wife did. Everybody that I've told about it got in except for me. Not that I'm mad, um, but but they executed all four of those drops without there being any of those issues. So they've iterated past that thing. Where nobody's skipping through. Nobody got two packs. And we know that because all of this is recorded on the blockchain fully transparent. So let's kind of get to that idea of why where the blockchain comes in and, and why, you know, what, what is an NFT? I mean, am I what, clear so far? Am I over-talking you guys? Or are there any questions this right now? I'm loving this so far. No, I'm very much enjoying it. Uh, uh, my only thing is that I would say maybe a refresher for... So I, I'm very well-versed, or not well-versed. I'm up to speed on what's happening top shot-wise. Yep. I want to I zoom out real quick Yep. if we can. Sure. If you were a human being who had the idea that you were going to create an NFT right now. Yep. Why and how are you capturing value? Great question. Um, it is incredibly easy. Like, like I understand with Top Shot that they bought yep. NBA footage. Yep, they have a, for a, a certain a, price. Yep, they have a license. And it is only theirs. That footage that they have at uh, Dapper Laboratories and or whatever the, the dude's yeah. name started this. Yeah, uh, Dapper. Dapper. Uh, that footage that they have is only going to be found in that home. And he can do essentially uh, within reason whatever he wants with it. But it, it's only going to exist with him. Well, right? the, the, the license is exclusive. The license from the NBA is exclusive to Dapper. Okay. So again, like if, when you own a an, an, uh, moment from Top Shot, you don't own the video rights to the NBA to where you can go start making a projection of it and sell tickets to it. You know, it's like you own that serial number on the blockchain attached to that highlight. And there are only a certain amount of those that will ever be minted going forward. So the NBA says that there's only... 7,500 owners of this Kevin Durant moment ever because we're only going to put 7,500 of them on this public blockchain that's transparent forever. So let's say I'm a TikTok uh, spin paint artist. Yep. And for whatever reason, I'm going to release 100 of these Yep. Uh, as NFTs. Yep. How and why is that valuable? And then how do I do it? There's a multiple places that you can go and mint your own NFT right now. One of Mark Cuban's investments is called mintable.com. Um, pretty straightforward. Um, there are places called, well, let's see, there's Super Rare, which is kind of more of an art market. Um, there is Rareable, which is also kind of an art market. And I believe you can also tokenize there. Um, you know, there are multiple startups that will allow you to build 
uh, or to tokenize your stuff somewhere on the Ethereum blockchain. Most of these come off of the Ethereum blockchain. And I am not a blockchain expert, so I can't get too deep into that. Go, go ahead, Jason. What did you? Well, I was just going to say, we should mention that artists are doing this. Yes. This is happening. I think, didn't Elon, uh, Elon Musk's wife just. Grimes. Said- Yep. Yeah, sold like six million dollars worth of art. Yep. Yeah. And also, Kings of Leon. Yep. Released, released an album. Brad's favorite artist released yeah. an album. I never <laughs> shut up about Kings of Leon. <laughs> big, big Kings of Leon and yep. so- I, 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 I lobbied <laughs> the guys to say, "Hey, I would like to have a Kings of Leon song be the intro," yeah. and they were just like, "No, that's, that's Should- a no go. Deal breaker." Can here's I? A, here's the thing, though. In order to in order to transfer, or I'm sorry, in order to for an asset to have some kind of value, it not only has to be desired by some number of people that give it that yep. value. That's a concept everyone understands. Totally. But it needs to exist on a digital platform that can that can that can exercise execute the media. Right. Yes. And yeah. That's I mean, what. So that's what Top Shot is as a platform. Flow is the blockchain that it runs on, but Topshot is the platform or in software parlance or even any other kind of terminology, the application on top of it. So when, 100%. You, heard, when you heard people three to four years ago talk about the possibilities of the blockchain, what they were talking about was the blockchain being used as a platform for applications, use cases. <laughs> and in this case, it doesn't... Just because something's on a blockchain doesn't mean it's there because you want it to be worth more tomorrow than it is today. But because of the na- the natural properties of a blockchain, that's the most obvious application to the most people at this current point. Provenance, authenticity, inability to duplicate. You can you all can, of those because things. it's public because the transaction ledgers are all public. Then then you can <laughs> you can verify authenticity of any of any asset or any uh transaction with decent in a decentralized fashion which helps uh with helps cut down on fraud also each blockchain has governance rules built into how it uh manages transactions so depending on it it means it's transparent so you can if you're a part of the governance you can help to uh, you can help to evolve how it operates and how it works. Can I go to? But the also, point of- no, they can't really cheat because the, in order to in order to get the trust from people, they have to be transparent. Can I go to yeah. the point of transparency real quick? Mm-hmm, please. That requires a little bit of skill to pull those receipts, right? I'm not not really. Necessarily- so- um, you know, you know, for in top shots for top shot, for instance. I mean, there there are multiple tools popping up around the ecosystem right now. Uh, but you can go to CryptoSlam.io, which is kind of like the NASDAQ of all the different crypto or NFT-based platforms right now. <clears throat> and it tells you by the volume and the sales. But you can get as deep in there as seeing where every single card was minted, who owned it, and the full transaction record within a couple clicks. There's another uh, website called Top Shot Explorer that is specifically built to go through the Flow blockchain and see where every single card was minted, every card that was minted in what order on that blockchain um, and then trace the ownership back from there. And, and uh, to skip back to Ryland's point, cause you brought this up and I think it's worth noting in the larger picture is that this is built on top shot is built on the flow blockchain, which is a brand new blockchain separate from Ethereum because 
Dapper Labs' first product was a product called CryptoKitties. It was almost like a Namaguchi kind of like little 8-bit cats that was the first ever kind of like NFTs um, that they were kind of trying to build this idea on the Ethereum blockchain. This was about three years ago, and it got so popular, it slowed down the entire Ethereum blockchain, which was crazy <coughs> because the, just the, the, that amount of traffic, they no, no one ever expected to generate that amount of traffic that it would slow down an entire blockchain the size of Ethereum, which has been around for four or five years. So I think that's the signal that said to Union Square Ventures and Andreessen Horowitz, these guys are really on to some magic sauce here. Let's fund them. And they built their own proprietary blockchain separate from everything else to do this project. And that's Flow. So not only will Topshop be there, but they're hoping to create a whole network of apps, like, like Rylan said, on top of this blockchain, um, including other collectibles. They already have a licensing deal with the UFC and the uncancelable Dr. Seuss coming up. And to, to add to that, the, the necessity that created the ability to build their own blockchain speaks to a different point, which is not every blockchain has to be Bitcoin where it takes six warehouses worth of computers burning the electricity cost of a small island nation just to just to yeah. generate one one unique token if you have a, an application that can benefit from blockchain there is a it, there's a blockchain somewhere whose governance and model can meet your needs and if not you build one and that's what they did it's really just a technique for managing transactions and and you know so uniqueness me, and things of that nature let and me decentralize it yep Build build me a competitor for Top Shot real quick, okay? So explain to me what a competitor for Top Shot could look like, and then yep. second, can somebody, in simple terms, explain to me a more common everyday real life use of this outside of uh, niche collective? One hundred percent. Like, can you bring it to my power bill? Can you bring it to? My water, but can can you bring it to something that is going to become necessary yes. in my life to function outside of my uh, content interests? Yes. Taking question one, build a competitor to Top Shot. One of the reasons I'm so bullish on Top Shot individually as a product going forward is that I believe they're building a huge moat around the ability to create a competitor right now. First, by having a an, a license with the NBA that is an exclusive license. I don't, we don't know how long it is. It's got to be multi-years. Um, and so in order for anybody else to do a basketball trading card, it would have to be bootlegged or be a, a, the CBA or the G League or some non-NBA-associated entity. Let's Second, say La Liga. La, no, what? And there are, they're coming for football, you know, for European football and as, as well as the NFL, um, okay. for sure. And I think... Gary V's actually, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk's an, uh, an investor in one that's coming out for one of the European football leagues. So intellectual property or IP is the, is the biggest moat you can have around us when it comes to this collectible market and that collectible use for NFTs. Um, and the flow blockchain being proprietary and their proof of concept with the NBA, I think, gives Dapper Labs a huge leg up to get the NFL contract or MLB or anything else um, because they are proving it right now uh, as being an incredibly sticky product. Keep in mind on today's market, just today in the marketplace, there's $11 million in transactions. 
they take 5% out of every one of those transactions. And that gets divided up between Dapper Labs, the NBA, and NBPA. And so literally for nothing but like video footage from their IP closet, they've generated, you know, what, $2 million in, in, in revenue, uh, you know, in a day. Uh, I don't know what the numbers are, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars a day minimum in revenue for literally doing nothing but licensing their IP. Um, and so it's a huge moneymaker for the NBPA and the NBA. So the incentives are aligned for everybody to want this to really, really work because it just allows the NBA to make quadrillion dollars on their old IP. Jason. And, and, and they haven't even, the NBA hasn't even begun to use this the way that they may end up using it. Like they no. don't promote it. They don't. <sighs> advertise that they don't market it at all at this point this is all just sort of ground roots the all-star weekend was the first time we've kind of seen that crossover they used top shot to announce the rising stars team since there was no rising stars game this year they announced the teams through top shot moments and then sold a special pack on sunday that contained 2021 copies of each one of those rising stars to match the year number for the men um so we're seeing that Josh Hart was on ESPN opening a pack, I think yesterday for the first time, like on ESPN. So it really is to your point, Jason, just now starting to kind of like be embraced or break into the mainstream. I've heard Mark Cuban talk on multiple podcasts about the future utility of these. And that's one of the other things we'll talk about the NFTs that makes them unique from a cardboard collectible is their utility. But like imagine as a Maverick season ticket holder, you know, you have you add on one layer of top shot and every game that you go to when you get home, you have a pack of three moments that is just from that game. And the only way you can get those moments was to be at that game. So if you have those three moments and you're like, I don't want them, I want it, you can go to the marketplace and sell those. And the only place that anybody else that wasn't at the Mavericks game can buy one is from you or the people that were at that game. You know, that's it, kind of sick, right? That's there. awesome, dude. Imagine like Rylan, you know, Ryland's ears are perking up. I, think I know. About to get closer to the money, <laughs> stop No, you're getting closer. That I mean, kind of sick to think that I've already if bought a I was selling, if two. I was selling a basketball card. I mean, we were all probably card nerds. Oh, yeah. yeah. Growing up, we all collected Ruben oh, Sierras, yeah. and we were my all Nolan Ryan, my nine dollar Nolan Ryans that I bought for thirty eight yeah, back in the nineties. All worn a number of Becketts out, but the idea <laughs> that you could collect a card that only existed at the game and it wasn't like sponsored by Walmart, although I'm yeah, sure tell <laughs> totally. me. I'm, I'm I'm sure yeah, that's, yeah. that's what's going to happen. Totally, but they didn't the, have the, the Albertsons idea, flag on it. The idea that there's like a season ticket holder version of a dirt game winning shot card. 100%. I mean, they've already thought this through to the Is that team ridiculous? level. It, nobody no. knows. How... I'm just, I'm thinking about how much more it's going to make my tickets cost. Well, well absolutely. Well, also, it's an add on. How much, how much more you value are that your tickets if I you want see backup. a winning want... shot in the Western Conference Finals by Luka Doncic? Yes, absolutely. I want, I want, and now I want back pay. You pay three thousand, but you <laughs> could sell it all for forty. I got nineteen yep. years. I got nineteen years. I want a moment for Dirk's twenty-nine point quarter against Utah because I was isn't, there. Isn't that I want, coming? I, I want a moment you, of Jason yeah. Terry putting can the, putting you the three imagine, in LeBron's eye in the finals because I was there. I'm there with you, but can you imagine how? broken the internet is going to be oh, yeah. when top shot says the first jordan release is happening that's right. there's going to be murder or the and second there's... dirk release for this yeah. guy i mean so waiting yeah. for that 
there's a weird Jordan thing because like he sold his identity rights to like one of the car yeah, companies yeah, yeah. a while yeah, back. No, yeah. Um, but again, like the checks are going to get real big, real fast. If this plane goes where I think it's going. So it's not out of the realm of possibilities coming up this month. We're going to get an Iverson and a shack, throw it, uh, run it oh back. My oh my God. Oh my God. Give me the Iverson. I'm like we're barely will... scratching the surface and I'm dying for the Iverson moment. Oh my God. Please. Give me <laughs> uh, we, we, we sidetracked and we tailed off yes. there. Give me the real life application of this outside of real pro- life application. Well, there's, there's multiple Pick anything. Yep. Uh, you know, it is the, uh, the ability to have fractional ownership, I think is a, is a good way to talk about this too. Like, um, you, you know, there, there's a, there's a way that, you know, three or four different people could own a Dirk hollow, a Dirk hollow card, all fractionally invested. We all throw in four grand. We buy the you know sixteen thousand dollar Dirk Hollow, and then when we sell that Hollow, we all split the profits. Um, there's a there's a way that you know with Ethereum now too, like you could you can potentially have a tradable token that is the same thing that's that's that is a fungible token, much like Dapper dollars are or U.S. currency would be um, that you could buy or sell for future energy you know, consumption kind of to your, to your point there, Brad. I mean, I think the, the applications are, are incredibly limitless. I think right now we're going to hit the novelty peak of this really pretty quick and the seas will pull back. I think, especially around the art, the NFT art market, I think it is incredibly bubbly. Here's the thing for me. And again, like I, I, I am 100% could be wrong about this. And everything I say in this conversation should not be taken as financial advice. This is, me- this is merely speculation based on creative hobbies. We're flushing out the concept. We're not, yeah. <laughs> not an insider's edge to what's going on. Well, the, 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 uh, the NFT art market, I mean, is booming right now. There's a lot of people investing in a lot of these you know, early blockchain artists as if they're going to be, you know, continue to gain the same value as classic blue chip artists. Um, and I think that is yet to be seen right now. I think that eventually the NFT world and the traditional art world are going to meld. It's, it's inevitable, but that in order for some of these artists, a lot of these artists will never get into the traditional art world canon. Their, their work isn't good enough, period. It's, it's new, but most of this NFT artwork right now, to me, looks like stuff that was like basically the equivalent of the Spencer's Blacklight posters for college. <laughs> like it's a bunch of crypto bro art that looks like, you know, old Nazareth covers and like, you know, bunch fake cyborg shit. I, can, I mean, bunch like, of Republicans I, doing parodies of songs. <laughs> and again, like I could be wrong on this. I'm an art snob, but I come from a, like a little more, more traditional art background. But I think that area is going to take a lot Your longer wife to mature. Works for the MoMA. I don't think we need to qualify that you might know a thing or two about That's, looking at some sort of piece of content be it digital well, canvas or other believe me i i could definitely be wrong here but for me i think the comparison is like if steph curry's career ended tomorrow he goes to the hall of fame and i know what i know there's going to be a steph curry value on all those moments no matter what same thing for lebron durant you know, a, a, a CP3, all the guys that are playing right now that you know are shooing Hall of Famers that if tomorrow their career ended, they're in the Hall of Fame. Like those legacies are established. Artists, you know, that have been doing stuff for many years, like Beeple, who is like the big artist that sold multi-million dollar piece at Christie's recently or whatever. Like, um, I don't know if his stuff, I don't know if he's established himself as the LeBron of this, you know, era yet. Like, I, I, I don't think that he's been accepted by the larger art world in the same way that we can establish 
the great NBA players um, as far as an agreed upon value going forward. Um, can, somebody, I, you know, can, can, can we take this to like, uh, what's the word I want? I, I don't want to say video games, but I want to say like fake yeah. life. Yeah. The, okay, the metaverse. So, yeah. The metaverse. So anything from, I have a really kick-ass NBA 2K21 team yep. that I'm the franchise owner of, in theory, yep. and I want to... Can can in, can NFTs help to facilitate the fluid movement yes. of these um, created through other um, parameters of somebody's like a game i i don't know how else to say it but like no, no uh, you're right and let me let me specifically talk about top shot like that i think this is an important point to frame that i haven't brought up yet top shot is an nba licensed collectible game don't forget that it is a collectible game game is a really big function here that people don't realize and ignore when they just think about traditional cards or this is just a virtual basketball card this is not just a virtual basketball card. There is a game going on within Top Shot that right now, you know, creates additional value around utility. Now, you know, you have to collect five cards from this one Cool Cat set in order to get the special Luca card. And there's only going to be a certain amount of Luca cards minted for the amount of people that actually complete that that, you know, set. So again, like you have a chance to create and own a Luca moment that's only minted to 4,000, um, you know, which potentially could carry a lot of weight going forward, but you have to own these other five moments. So that PJ Washington cool cat moment, you know, which typically wouldn't be worth that much can go for $500 because it has the utility of having, you have to have it to get the, the Luca challenge. So the fact is that like within Top Shot right now, there is additional value being created through the utility of these. And that is just part one. They are developing a full DFS-like game that you will play using your Top Shot moments to potentially win other Top Shot moments or to potentially play against other teams where you, you know, bet top shot moments. Um, there are ways, do not think that they aren't thinking about gambling with different ways of this too, and ways that they'll be able to plug this into, you know, DraftKings or, or casinos moving away in the future. So like, these are not just like a piece of cardboard that is there to complete a set. They have utility moving forward that makes them really unique and, and gives them additional value. Does, does anybody see how crazy that might be though? Like, it's cool that if you and I wanted to right now, we could play whatever video game we wanted to live versus one another yep. a thousand miles apart, right? But if I could then financially facilitate that relationship and turn that into a transaction for a third party and yep. you and I, yep. I, I, that's I mean, the token. And then, to, and then to that me, token has value. I, I think on I might ruin my whole life. <laughs> I just I'm I don't play video games point. anymore, but I do think I would ruin my whole life. I'm I'm yeah. real close to that point now, quite honestly. <laughs> like I'm I'm so addicted to this shit that I can't even explain. Like, I I have there have been many times where I've gone out to that Luca card that's whatever five hundred bucks right now and been like, yeah. can I do this? Can I can I justify this buy right now? I feel I feel much better about that after this discussion, but I want to so bad. <laughs> I've so got far, one I can I'm, sell you. 
do you really? <laughs> you bastard. See, it's people like you that pissed me off that jumped in at the last second, Stottle, and they pick up these fucking Undersellers. LeBron cars. Yes. It, it, meanwhile, <laughs> oh. I've been picking up packs and I've got like. Oh, this guy told me to get off his lawn and then goes to the All-Star game and gets a pack when it's I don't. Like, ridiculous. It, it, <laughs> ridiculous. What did you get, Rylan? What did you land this weekend? What did you he get? Did. So he did. Luca. I got a. I did do the Rising Stars drop. That's the two hundred dollar um, rare drop from Sunday. Two hundred dollar yep. rare drop, and out of that one, I oh, land, he got multiple I, this week, and this out, is such a flex. <laughs> out of that one, I landed the my rare one was the was a Lamelo ball. Oh, you okay. son of a bitch! You didn't even tell me. Oh, unbelievable! I'm about to spike my headphones right now. Shout, yeah. uh, shout out to Great Value Biggie. I got yeah, he got one. He got one too. So the, I know a few. God. In the rare, so in in the rare drop, I got a rare Lamelo ball, and I got a a common but limited edition Luca. Luca. You, so you got the you got the Seeing Stars Luca and a Lamelo in a two hundred dollar pack. In a two hundred dollar pack. So in a two hundred dollar pack, I got what's what amounts to six thousand dollars worth of card right now. Yeah, and my, that's only going to go up. And best but I also right I also got the Seeing Stars pack on Saturday. Go yeah. Keep flexing. Go. And that was yeah. mostly junk, but I did it did have a, a limited edition common Julius Randall, which is going yeah, yeah, the ten Ks, yeah, yeah, yeah. And all know. of the all the season stars, you need to complete a challenge for a limited edition Kevin Durant or a limited edition LeBron. You got to collect everybody on Team Kevin Durant to get the Durant, and it's the assumption that when that's done, it will be the same for the LeBron, but that hasn't been announced yet. So again, like I'm sitting on. Two Damian Lillards and a Luca that I picked up specifically to wait for that LeBron challenge to come on because I know the price is going to go up because the utility factor will kick in. So, so this is all well is and good, starters? but this speaks to this yeah, spe- the same stars. This entire conversation, though, speaks to my beef about the UX of this site because right. I feel like the entire site is made for me to literally click around all day long to discover the information you just gave me and and. I can't do that because I'm not the childless guy that jumped onto right. <laughs> this is the edge I have over you guys, the dads for sure. No, well for real, dude. Like when I was trying to, I wanted to get my toe dipped into this and figure yep. it out. And so on Friday and Saturday, there were three drops and I kept getting uh, shut out of them until the last one. But I found that I had to like be watching something and there's not even a push notification to tell me I'm in line and I'm listening to the radio and I hear not one, but two guys in our peer group that don't have kids and you're texting me. And I'm like, this is just for a bunch of guys that collected cards in the late eighties. And now they're all between the age of 40 and 50 and it's all the childless guys hitting refresh. Well, and I'm over here. I'm over here making. I'm over here making grilled cheese. For one, I okayed the push notifications. For two, I put my name. Uh, I didn't my get, email. They don't in. have them. I put the email in so that they would notify yeah. me if I got hit on the uh, on the wait list. But I just want to make the note real quick that I landed my top shot while at Top Golf, ignoring my family. Ooh, what'd you that's get? A bonus. That's Golly. a bigger flex. Um, what's your best? What's your best? Uh, a limited edition uh, in this. I got the Seeing Stars pack. Limited edition Kawhi Leonard number eight eighty nine out of ten thousand. Oh, you got a three um, digit serial on that? Wow. That's a good you one, man. Son of a yeah. bitch! They're all flexing on me. Well, mine's it, mine's it a looks, Jalen Brown stottle So that looks like it's pretty good. <laughs> it looks like it's and it's better than my bag of nothing. <laughs> so wait a minute, though, Brad. Before we move too far away, what push notification are you talking about? When I go to the website. It says Top Shop would like to send you push notifications. 
hit okay. on your browser or on your yes. phone that's from your browser on the browser on your computer yes. on the browser yes no I'm, it, I'm, i mean it's on it's, my phone but it's the browser yeah. i didn't ever get yeah that. it only works on desktop like safari for me as far as those push notifications go it's droid also doesn't See, that's what i'm up. saying stottle it's stuff like droid that but doesn't this company up, doesn't have it's one in beta, time, it's in beta though no Ryland. hey no look guys do you know who processed the analytics for the uh shack versus yao ming christmas day showdown in 2004 do you know who did that <laughs> moses Ryland. Do you know who dealt with the analytics for the uh, Tiger versus Rocco uh, eighteen hole eighteen hole playoff for the U.S. Open in two thousand eight? Hey, name uh, in real, person. Okay. me, real quick. They don't. This whole I, company I with their. That. Why does no, our podcast no. look the way it looks if you're telling us all of this? Because I'm lazy. Look, or I'm lazy okay. for this. What I'm saying is that Stottle just took us through the billions of dollars that these guys have behind them, and I'm like, come on. And here's my point is that I'm doing this, this shit on a shoestring like, budget. Right. And and this is not just about calling in AWS and getting some more server space. This is a new technology built on a brand new blockchain combining for those that don't know the USD AWS for the first time web at services. Scale. That's all that well know, I just want to <laughs> That's all well and good. my knowledge there. That's all well He's and good. He's dental for the but setting up push <laughs> but setting up reliable push notifications from a mobile app is something everyone can do. Right, but right now their demand is so high they can't. I mean, like it's crashing their site based on stuff that they're doing without Ryland, announcing it. Ryland is the guy in the Donner party that's like, "Why isn't this fucking road paved?" It's no, no. <laughs> it's some if damn guy, bullshit. If, if the guy in the Donner party had twenty years of paving experience, yes. The fact that I have to click eleven times and navigate to four different pages to look at the market value of each of my cards, you it's don't insane. know. Yeah, yeah, like you don't. there's there, you can go I don't know to about. I evaluate a, dot market. Such a, yeah, oh, right. I have to go to a third I have to go to a third party. Right. Well, I might that, as well grab a, I might as well grab a flow library and write my own dashboard then. Well, Please. there's plenty of time to jump in here, Ryland, because <laughs> uh, sound, the yeah, ecosystem's boring. Like, yeah, believe me. I, hey, I don't know like question. I don't code for free. All right. Here here's a very basic I'm no Jane Slater. I don't code for free. A lot of people are, are going to, they're listening to this now. They're sitting here and they're hearing all this and they're wondering. <laughs> I'm wearing a blue guys? shirt. I'm, I have on a blue shirt. They're wondering, why is Jason your favorite member of human? No, no, no that's not why. They, they want to know, is there still time to make money on this thing? Well, okay. First of all, the, the recommendations I give you is always collect what you love, whether it's basketball stuff, art, design, clothes, sneakers. Collect what you love. Never put any more money into this than you were willing to lose. I, I look at it much like the, the same money I would spend on daily fantasy sports right now. Like I, I'm incredibly hopeful, you know, in the long run, there's a greater than zero chance this goes to zero. I'm incredibly bullish that it won't because of the reasons I've given you backed by these giant VC corporations in the NBA and the potential utility it has for the league moving forward. Tell me it's going to be a hundred year product. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't recommend getting into it as an investment vehicle purely. Like it's fun. There's definitely strategy involved right now in that part of it. And that's why I call it a game. Like, you know, you buy into your dapper tokens and you can flip up and down and you can look at your account value, but your account value, you know, again, is, is based on, you know, what that market is today. And when you, when you decide to take your money out. So I really treat it more like an internal video game right now than any kind of traditional investment vehicle. Now, 
I do think that all the season ones that I've bought hopefully will be a part of my will for my, you know, people that I can pass on. I think this is a product that literally a legacy product that I could pass down to heirs or nephews, you know, eventually. Um, and, and, and the season one stuff that I'm buying for the most part, I plan on never selling, um, you know, cause it's just important to me, you know, as a nerd and as a NBA fan. Fun money that you don't mind losing. Are we keeping you from a poker game? Uh, I'm actually playing in the background. I'm just blinding out right now because I'm. You guys are more important. But I are didn't... you? Uh, are you a rock? Are you any two? Or what's your what's your strategy? What game uh, are we playing? Oh, we're playing a little uh, no limit hold'em. We play tournaments on uh, Tuesdays on uh, Poker Stars. Just you know, group group of guys, twenty twenty five guys, I think that are all kind of been playing since Corona started. <laughs> Can I get an invitation? Uh, love to have you. Happy to have you. Hundred percent. It's it's a very low dollar, high fun uh, tournament on Tuesdays. It's my kind of thing. It's my, my kind of thing. There you go. But yep. Are you loose? Are you tight? Or what do you? What you? Uh, I'm considered a little aggressive amongst this table, but it's worked so, out well for me. All right. All right. Um, I don't want to cut Man, it off, I'm but so I, I, I'm so pumped. I'm so pumped. I'm so pumped after hearing this. I feel so much <laughs> good. better. I really I wanna, do. I know there's 17 things that I've missed that I wanted to say that I'll remember after we uh, end this call for sure. But like, again, again. I'm, I'm bullish on top shot being what introduces the, the world to web 3.0, which is the basis of blockchain crypto, these micro payments and fungible and non fungible tokens, because it works in the behalf of the creators. There's ways again, we didn't get into the music thing, but like, I have some great fans. One of my favorite bands is named uh, called Beacon. They've been on Ghostly for a long time. They put out an NFT this past weekend that was uh, an unreleased remix with a full 3D video that came along with it. And if you bought the NFT, you get 30, 33% of the master royalties for the next five years. Wow. So if that song gets placed in an Apple commercial or an HBO show, you as the owner of that token get 33% of the royalties. That's fucking wild, man. Now, that's just also imagine- an opportunity for... That's what I was just about to say, is that this... Uh, what I think could happen with this, to what Jeff is saying, is the... Uh, the chatter around blockchain and the enthusiasm around blockchain is going to enable applications that don't have to be built on blockchain, but maybe benefit from or can be built on blockchain. Suddenly, they're going to find money rushing toward them if they've proven it out to build it on blockchain. It's going to create all this extra enthusiasm in the market. Anything that's transactional, so crowdfunding, investments could be one portion of that to his point. Uh, you know, even there's, just there's even so just much. some kind of third party decentralized standard for online payments, as simple as that sounds. And we're kind of already doing it. It's a little clunky, but there's there's things you could do like it's 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 going to what it's going to do is just kind of open up a whole other lane for uh, applications to run in that uh, that that just because of the extra enthusiasm brings capital and makes them happen faster. I don't and know if of, I don't know if that uh, the novelty will li- live on, but the subjectivity of content being successful when you talk about like the buzz that that can create that you now get to be part of the masters of a song. Yep. And, and as a should, fan participate as, yeah. as a fan participate in that. And should that song bubble just a little bit, the idea that's attached to that, that fans will then uh, um uh, benefit ex- benefit from it 
will only add to the success of the song, and now it's become this yep. whole meta kind of thing that it aligns all the incentives. Absolutely, and that's yeah. the and that's the thing too is that you know there there are so many use cases for this around decentralized. We have a decentralized finance, but that gets into the Bitcoin and Ethereum stuff too, which I think can disrupt a lot of big banks, which would take out a lot of middlemen and be good for everybody else who needs to borrow money or equity to do things in life. I think that that can be a part of the future. But one of the things that makes me most bullish on this and has gotten me excited about it is that I have become so disillusioned with the internet after spending 10 years doing social media stuff and then going through Cambridge Analytica and the QAnification of America created through these companies that I've made money on. Like I've become very, very disillusioned with the power of especially Facebook and them basically being bad actors and knowingly profiteering off disinformation. The blockchain eliminates all that. The blockchain is truth. The blockchain is a decentralized ledger that is immutable. So all this stuff is based on an actual backbone of factual truth in a way that like social has distorted forever. Now, how do we combine social and the blockchain? That's a long way to grow. That involves the metaverse, a lot of these things. But what makes me excited again is like the promise of the internet is come back to me again because the blockchain roots everything in an agreed upon truth globally. And that's beautiful and that's exciting to me. I would like to hear what Prince would have to say about Ooh, yeah. music Boy, on this. God, the- that's such a great take too, Ron. Because your, your, your point about crowdfunding the album took me back to 1999 when Public Enemy uh, did an online-only release of their album. And if you were one of the first X hundred people to put money down on it, you got a, signed co- a, a physical signed copy from Chuck D., I still have that on a shelf yeah. somewhere in my uh, in my room in there, and yep. uh, that was physical media, physical money. But you know, it was uh, it was a way to participate in the uh, release of of an album of someone else's content. You know? Some musical artists that have already put out NFTs and said the first five NFTs in this series come with a lifetime uh, season pass to every one of our concerts. And, it's, and you can transfer it. So like if you can go to every single concert, wherever they are in the world, for free, if you own that token, and when you're done with it or don't want to use it, you can sell it on the open market. Gosh. Imagine a lifetime pass to see you two that you bought when they first started out. I wouldn't. I won't do that, but... Uh, <laughs> but there's some other... a Gen X reference. I there's, there's some, no. there's some other <laughs> musicians. There's, 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 there's nothing wrong with you two. Don't, I don't like love Creed, them. Creed, Creed probably is closer to what you would think. <laughs> I think if you ever find yourself saying there's nothing wrong with X, I think that's the I like them. Uh, I like you too. Also, yeah. Cold, I'm sorry. Cold, well, well, the I'm two sorry, of you are wrong. I'm sorry they didn't that. put they didn't put an album on your phone because you don't even have a good enough phone to get the free at the album. time. Oh, I did. At the God, time he I, burned I, you so hard while being in dental. <laughs> yeah, my man's been in dental for all these years. Going your walking, being dental, walking around with walking a flip around. phone. Wearing his, wearing his clothes in his attic with his flip phone in his pocket. Overrated. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God. I've so, so enjoyed this, gentlemen. I, I, I don't no. want to wrap it up on you guys at all. I definitely want to remind you that I want to do the outro better, at least give you a couple of takes on that. Yeah, this is one of my favorite. No, we're about ready. Though. It's about time to wrap it up. So we're we're coming to it. It is about time to wrap it up. I appreciate you uh, blinding out of your poker game while it has been going on. Um, it's 
uh, been one of the more fun episodes I can mm-hmm. remember us doing. Good. Since we talked about uh, <laughs> Dak Prescott's penis, at least. Um, <laughs> it's a classic episode. Rylan, Rylan <laughs> loved that one. That's an expensive yeah. penis now. Yeah, <laughs> that's a way to say it. I'm a bit, um, I love it. No, I hope you'll do this again with us. Uh, I'm sure we can find another way to talk about NFTs and the future of the Internet. Um, Jason, did you have anything as his favorite host? Did you have anything you wanted to kind of stare into his eyes and say real quick? Or is there is there something you wanted to fulfill? Or is there any way I could kind of give you a forum to say something that you didn't feel like you got to say at this point, Jason? Yeah, yeah, you could. Um, okay, you know Ryland, anything okay. that you wanted to say? <laughs> no, I had a great time. This is good. We should uh, we should find reasons to have topical uh, discussions with guests in the future. Can I tell you guys something real fast before we go? I saw something yesterday. I meant to mention it. I just remembered. There's a girl out there who is selling Uh-oh. nudes for Topshop cards. But she's trading. She's trading them. Trade her, she's trading. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To be fair. <laughs> to be fair. And listen. I am all for this. I she is. Oh, yeah. She's, but man, uh, yeah. So well, you're on the internet looking at nudes of other women, Jason. Well, let's just say this: a Maxi Kleber card is not going to get you as much as you think it would get you. <laughs> we'll just say that. Come on, he's, he's shooting like forty-seven percent from three. <laughs> it should that should be worth something. Yeah, he's uh, re-de- he's redefining the three and D <laughs> position. He really is. He's the first six ten white guy to be considered three and D. Yeah, um, <laughs> Stottle, sir. If you would, if you could do the honors and say, you know what, make it your own, but you got to take us home here. At this point, the the outro will play, but I need you to get us there. Uh, here's here. Let me let me two different takes. Take your so time. You can use yeah. them. Yeah, Take two different Do takes. Yep. All right, by all means. Three, Wait a minute. Before two, we move on, okay, can yeah. we can we address the fact that Jason's been drinking out of Luke Skywalker's milk cup all this time? <laughs> what does he have? It's listen the most weird. Now, hold, now, hold now listen to me. Crocs listen, listen to me, hold God your cup damn up. it. Hold listen. your cup up. I didn't see it. <laughs> it's like oh, this like milky, it's like this no. milky blue, it's a, it worn is, plastic. Look, it's Luke Skywalker's milk cup. Very minimal. Stottle would agree. It's very minimalist. It's modern. It is. Uh, I would say Scandinavian almost. I got Ooh. it at IKEA actually. <laughs> Nail it. Now, I, I want to encourage your in, inner interior design, Dad. Yes. Yeah. That. Thank Huge you. Huge fan of Joybird. I have a sectional show. I know you do. Joybird. I know you board. do. Yes, Guys, sir. I got some Joybird swatches this week. Molly, Molly ordered. Oh, I ordered some swatches so we could pick out a. I think an oversized chair. Well, yes. shout out to Shep too for knowing West Elm Chair. Yeah, like yeah. I, I want right. to say, shout out yeah. to Shep on yeah. that. Yeah, tell him to West Elm enjoy a little bit of design within reach. I want you to point that out to him. It's a little, it's maybe one level up, but if he wants to level up his taste, DWR is a good place to go. Past oh, West Elm, within reach. Yes, that's another good one to, to kind of go to there. Yep, design within reach is a good one. But I encourage both Shep and Jason to both embrace their interior designness. Well, uh, you, you have. You have absolutely encouraged my love for when I saw your living room, the picture uh, of the chair that you showed me. <laughs> I don't know how long I was. First of all, I think it was next to a fireplace. Do, do I remember that right? That's, you, that, that's right. That, 
That was after your initial Joybird talk That's list. Right. Yeah, yes. He's got a fireplace. Like, he has significant a, fireplace. Not one of these like fireplace. Fox a beautiful fireplace. Fireplace I, that we I had from 1989. He's Pennsylvania. Like, yeah, yeah like it's like having a nice patio fireplace. in Texas that comes do you, with it. Do you use the fireplace, Jeff? Um, we have not currently used it. We're get, we need to get the whole thing re chimneyed or whatever, shooted or metal pieces up in the middle of it or whatever, because this house was built in the fifties. And so for um, safety, gonna, for the safety reasons, yeah. I, I've actually got one downstairs. We got double decker fireplaces. Oh I have a fireplace god. in my basement and upstairs. Oh my god! Listen to him. And also, you this that. is this is a free invite open invite to do your first remote pod from the Poconos right here. I, I'm right behind a giant casino. I literally back oh. up the casino golf course. Oh my God. We have to go guys. Uh, I we mean, have double fireplace free place to stay. Don't mean like, yeah, two fireplaces. I double just fireplace. You just got to make sure that you let Jason roll a recliner up to the fireplace. Cause if if he doesn't have I'm, that, he's not going to be happy. I'm willing to sit on a, an ergonomically beautiful and well-designed chair, even if it doesn't recline. I'm completely fine with that. <laughs> no. so he, he's not able to sit unless it's in a reclined position. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not mad at the overall recliners. Okay, Brad, hit the outro. Uh, see, I uh, snuck no, one in see, there. It's a quick yeah, one for you, know. but yeah, no, yeah, I don't, don't force it. it. Yeah, it felt like a sneeze. <laughs> you know, it felt you like usually... you. I feel like you had a bodily function that you weren't committed to. Yeah, I just wanted to try and see if I could sneak one in there. It came out terrible. Okay, three, two, one. <sighs> Hit yes. the outro, Brad. Oh, your mom. 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 Tell your mom to listen. 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 Get up off your ass for the Human Dads Podcast. Yes! Did yeah, you hear that? Yeah, like Did you that. hear the sigh he got in there? <laughs> I like it. Very, he, he channeled my beaten... Just how much you guys beat me every show. That he was... Um, that. No, it's great. It had the cadence and tone of the guy that comes out from the mechanic to tell you what all's wrong with your car. <laughs> Which is perfect. <laughs> Listen, let me tell you about the air conditioner on these Hondas. Oh, man, you should really see these brake rotors. They're going to, they're too, they can't Listen, be ground. They're going to need to be replaced. You can do it now or you can do it five years down the road, but I'll tell you what, it's going to cost you twice as much. <laughs> Good work, guys. Good work, everybody. Good work, everybody. Boys, thank you for having me. You're still my number one ranked DFW media source. Always that's will stupid. be moving forward. That's, that's incredibly stupid. Love you, boys. You. Keep doing what you do. I'll be listening. Hit me up on uh, Twitter at Stottle if anybody wants to talk Top Shot and nerd out further. I'm always down to talk Top Shot. Yes, we need Definitely. that. Thank you. Please. Uh, Word. Our, our gracious thanks for doing Now I have to go win this Stottle. poker tournament to feed my Top Shot habits. So. Oh, <laughs> buddy. God bless. Good luck. <laughs> Do your thing. Good luck. Love you, boys. Peace. Love Thank you, you sir. See you, buddy. Yeah. Cheers. Man. All right, what bros. A- my what mom a, just called, which is a rare, which is a rare thing. I'm you want to put actually that on the back? You want to do a speaker? I don't think she knows I'm on, I'm doing a podcast right now. She knows I've done podcasts be, in the past, but funny. I don't know that she knows I've actually got one. Um, be funny. All right, wanna, uh, 